0: song about it. H is for my giant hangover. A anxiety that I endure. N is never ever Drinking that again, and G is Gatorade, the only drink that is for me. And O is oh my God, my brain—it's broke. Perhaps I'll save it with a little toke. V is very, very, vomit everywhere. E. Is everything I said drunk coming back to haunt me? are is Rocky listen Weeds your thing. You don't need to mix that shot and drink. Better slow down, girlfriend. Better hit the brakes, kid. When you're day drinking, one glass of water's a sin, I hope. You're feeling better than I do. I hope it doesn't hurt to wear your shoe. I wish you Tylenol and no ringing phone call. Happy, happy hangover and text me if you've got the cure. H is for my giant head. Duh, Rock Run. Duh. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad. Hello! Did you have a great week? Was it jam-packed with living and laughing and loving? I sure hope so. I had a couple of wild and crazy nights this week, one of which was in the middle of the week. I went out on a date and sadly... That was not the wild and crazy night, unless wild and crazy to you is watching water boil or paint dry. I'll spare you the details on this particular date, but I will say he was a very nice person and a gentleman. In fact, I was planning on continuing partying after our date. My friend was bartending, and I wanted to go visit her and hang out with some friends. And when he offered to walk me to the subway, I had to come clean. But instead of coming clean, I said this. I'm actually not going home. I have to return my friend's knife. Came out like word vomit. Um, not that I was going to use it on you. I just didn't have a weapon and I didn't want to be in this area without one. You get it? He actually did get it and he still walked me to the bar like a gentleman. The craziest thing was I didn't even have her knife. I just blurted that out. Dating is weird. It was a good thing he didn't ask to see or use the non-existent knife. For the rest of the night, my friends and I enjoyed a tequila-sponsored evening full of good times and great oldies. Do boys find it boring when you tell them a story about how you and your friend coincidentally bought the same lavender mattress topper at the same time on a whim? What are people talking about these days? The truth is on the way home from this particular night, I fell asleep in my Uber. Don't do this. I'm admitting this because it's gnarly and it's dangerous for passengers, particularly women passengers to do this. So I'm telling myself to halt. It's called accountability. I did wake up right as I was turning the corner to my house. Why does that happen? How do our bodies know? It's shit like that that really makes me believe our souls live on way longer than our meat sack bodies. A few days later, I was getting in a cab going to my friend Katie's bridal shower, and I broke a nail. Thank you for your continued support and your well wishes during the aftermath of this incident. And as I watched my pretty little nail cling on for dear life in the back of this cab, I thought to myself, this thing's gonna fall off. This is my DNA. This is a piece of me. I am leaving a human breadcrumb. What if every time I get in a cab, I just break off a nail and leave it? Well... I'm not going to do that because I remembered that my fingerprints were also all over the cab. I'm more so sharing this so you don't have to feel bad about the weird thing you did this week. The bridal shower for Katie was gorgeous, of course. And it took place during the February 2022 winter squall. What's a squall, you ask? To be honest, I'm not sure. A blistery winter gust of snow that lasts about 20 minutes but you get an alert on your phone. Scary stuff, these squalls. I decided at the party that I really wanted to feel like shit on Sunday, so I started making myself rosé mixed with Sauvignon Blanc. This lasted for about four rounds. I bet you never met a bad bitch like me. I'd be making a grave mistake not to shout out Katie Shoes, the real MVP of the party. A beautiful bride is not complete without some fine-ass kicks, and some fine-ass kicks she had indeed. Coachella is happening soon, and apparently you don't need any kind of vaccine or negative test to attend. I'm not surprised. We're almost two years into this pandemic, and every time certain parts of the country think they have a handle on what's going on, we get a huge spike in cases. I guess I'm just numb to all of it. I actually think it may make some people who are on the fence about getting vaccinated, get vaccinated. Think about it, if you aren't vaxxed, but you know in your heart you should be, it's more of a principle thing, but you really wanna to go to Coachella, I don't know. A person like that might try to get themselves a little bit of extra protection before they went through the door. Would I go to Coachella if I was offered two VIP tickets in Somali, you ask? I guess you'll just have to offer me two VIP tickets in Somali to get my answer. Florida is pushing the don't say gay bill. Florida, come on. Why are you doing this? It's not age appropriate to talk about same sex relationships in schools is essentially what the bill is saying or pushing for. It's 2022 Florida, gay people exist. You aren't protecting and keeping children safe by banning the topic of gayness. You sound dumb. You're making the country and children less safe by shutting down potential community for them and making people feel more excluded if they have relatives or parents or primary caretakers that are in same-sex relationships. It has never been cool to be anti-gay, but it is a thousand percent not cool to be anti-gay in 2022. Be cooler. If you know someone in Florida who believes this bill should get passed, talk to them. Seriously, don't yell at them for being ignorant, even though you may want to. Don't slap them across the face, even though it would feel good for a second. Don't immediately turn on Queer Eye because that's your only reference. Show them housewives. Andy Cohen is doing the Lord's work with that series and that group of women. If you have the opportunity and the doorway to talk to someone who believes this bill should get passed, thoughtfully talk with them on why their opinion is harmful and goes against the direction of our necessary evolution and survival. Remind them of all of our commonalities. We all dance when Back That Ass Up comes on. We all get low when we hear the words, to the window, to the wall. And if rap's not their thing, put on Ghostbusters and watch them call in response. Love and kindness is where it's at, guys. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, Snoop Dogg was caught smoking weed before the halftime show, and I think people were trying to shame him for it. If anything, wouldn't watching him do that and then watching that show be an argument for weed? Number two, anyone who's ever gotten into a Facebook argument with a friend from high school's uncle on a post once are the only people's opinion I want to hear when it comes to talking about Kanye West. Number three, we should retire the term geriatric millennial. Millennials, much like anyone else who's a part of whatever generation they're a part of, will always be millennials, no matter what age they are. Adding the word geriatric to a millennial who falls on the older end of the scale is a Jedi mind trick to make millennials feel less than when commenting on topics like pop culture, In turn, making them less likely to feel relevant when actually, because of technology, quote-unquote geriatric millennials are the most in the loop of any of the generations previously when they were this age group. Don't let them silence you. And number four, sheep herding dogs are the traffic cops of dogs. My guest this week is none other than the absolutely fantastic actor and stand-up comedian, Kalia McNeil. Her wild word was booze ship, so come set sail with us while we talk about her wild night and so much more. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky, on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod, You can also subscribe on YouTube where you will get full extended interviews with all of my guests. I want to give a thank you to anyone who's written a review on Apple Podcasts and a future thank you to all of you who are going to write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Kalia McNeil. Kalia, welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing the podcast
1: thank you for having me
0: <laughs> that is my favorite the peace sign I overdo it in every picture
1: have to have to have listen to. if you're a 90s kid this is this is all we got that is it's true it's true all right I'm 88 I'm 87 but I call myself a 90s kid we have it's to. like that's what I remember like yeah. I'm not an 80s baby I didn't have stonewashed jeans no 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 you know
0: I do now I <laughs> do now
1: <laughs> But I didn't then.
0: No, we grew up on Saved by the Bell. We grew up on TRL. And that's that.
1: Absolutely. We are 90s
0: babies. I'm so excited to have you on. I, I just think yeah. you're absolutely hilarious. You're so funny. You have such a cool personality. So I appreciate you sitting down virtually to talk to me. Um, How has Thank your you. uh 2022
1: been? My 2022 has been great. I did a show in Vegas about a week and some change ago. Uh-huh. From that, I've... Few opportunities have spurred from that. Um, it just kind of seems like out of nowhere, dates just started popping up. So I'm like, Ooh. sure, give 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 me the dates and and let's go. Uh, so 2022, I'm here for it. Good, good. I'm here for it. I'm I mean, I'm I'm one of the few people that wasn't mad at 2020. I was like, all right, I'll sit my ass down, whatever.
0: I have said it before on here, and you know, you don't want anybody to suffer. We want people to be well, whatever, whatever. But honestly, 2020 was a nice reset for me. The government paid me to be home, and you know what? I did my job.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm job. good with that. <laughs>
0: I hung out with my family, socially distant. We did some backyard hangs. I hung out with my friends. I was chilling
1: on the couch. Yeah, Yeah. indeed. indeed. Is Rolo a little, a boy or girl? Rolo is a boy and he is normally the most chill Mm -hmm. dog, but I think maybe it has gotten to him now. Maybe he's like, I'm tired of you talking to this thing I'm uh-huh. not talking to me because what's happening right now I've I've moved him next to me he's now laying on his side I think we're good now he's your buddy yeah. he though. just that's wanted to be buddy. on the podcast as well that's oh okay. yeah he's best welcome. friend best friend bestie 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 <laughs> you
0: would say Rolo's probably seen you in a lot of situations so Rolo's seen you mm-hmm. maybe on
1: uh, on a booze ship <laughs> a booze ship that's funny that's uh, because funny. my story booze ship this was like one year pre-Rolo however Rolo has definitely uh, seen me at my booziest uh, since then, because gotcha. he's been with me the last ten years, and there has been some drinking going on in the last ten years. So he's seen it. But for for my booze ship crazy story, Wild so night. when I got out of college in two thousand nine, I was still living in Atlanta. I went to college in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I used to host a lot of events around the city on campus, things like that. Yeah, I was hosting a show. Somebody comes up to me after the show. And they're like, how would you like to do this for a living, traveling the world for free? And I'm like, full of shit. Like, who, like, I'm going to have to suck dick for this. Like, what's what's the catch?
0: This person 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 that came, what I'm picturing is the person who told you, how would you like to do this for a living? I'm picturing them just like, they appeared out of a cloud of smoke, right? They popped out.
1: (laughs) Basically, out of nowhere, I thought you were great. You want to do this? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, he was a recruiter with Royal Caribbean. Um, There wasn't much of a catch. It really was what he said it was. I became a host and DJ on board with Royal Caribbean for about a year and some change after I got out of school. So from 2010 to about mid-2011, 2012, I literally lived on a cruise ship for like nine months out of the year, and it was fucking awesome. Let me just start off by saying it was awesome. I often say, had I known, I would have taken like before and after pictures of like my liver because I really learned how to drink on that damn ship. It was so cheap for us, number one, because we were employees and number two, because you're it's duty free. It's just cheap alcohol, overseas, abroad, whatever. So my job, I was, if you've been on a cruise for your listeners, for you. Yeah, I've um, been on You too. have these group of people. Okay, so you have the cruise director, right? The guy yeah. who's all, all the fun and all that. And then you have the cruise director's staff All the other people who kind of host the parties, like the other little parties, the events, I was one of those people. Okay. So, this big party that we would do at the top of every cruise, we would do this seventies night. Like, so in the middle of the cruise ship, we had this mall called the Promenade. Mm -hmm. Huge, you know, people fill up the Promenade, and there was a bridge over the top of it. During the seventies party or big events. We would be on the bridge, you know, hosting, having fun and, you know, just crowds of people like down below, you know, yes. just, ah, they're having a good time. All of that. This particular cruise was actually my final cruise on the ship. This was my last cruise before I signed off. So it was definitely like, you know, we're about to have so much fun, you know, balls to the wall, like let's do this thing.
0: I just have a question so, contractually. When you say your last cruise, was it your last week? Did it go week by week? So this was the last takeoff one, or was this a two-week cruise? What kind of was
1: the timeline? This was a seven-day cruise. Okay. Um, The way it worked is your last cruise, it just depends on whatever date your contract ends and how your kind of cruise pattern falls at that time. When I first started with them, I was doing three-day and five-day cruises out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. When I ended, we were in the Mediterranean doing seven-day cruises. So once, you know, once you get your contract end date, you kind of know, Oh, same contract end date is today, uh, February first. But we're in the middle of a cruise. I know when we get back is when my contract will end. When we get back to whatever our dock is. So my we were based in, even though we were based out of Florida, we were doing Mediterranean cruises. Our home base over there was Rome. So once we docked back to Rome is when I, you know, when I got off the ship and they, you know, they flew me back to Atlanta and all that type of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, it's my final cruise now. Every seventies party always started with shots. We would take shots with the cruise director in his cabin. You know, we're about to have fun, and we would go like I could kill myself for not having pictures. I'm gonna find some and send them to you oh, offline please, that way. Oh please, please, yeah, right absolutely. Because so, we're talking about me with an afro wig. Uh-huh glasses flow i mean macy gray i look like macy gray old school macy gray with the big afro like that that's what they used to call i try macy gray (laughs) yes yes i try to say say goodbye goodbye (laughs) (laughs) yes so we're taking shots in the cruise director's office the night starts getting real we're taking shots of tequila now at the time i was dating one of the singers on the ship okay Thank God for her. I'll say that this is not a bad ex story. I consider her my first relationship, to be honest. Okay. She was a little bit older than me. And she was the first woman who forced me to not be a fuck boy. Oh. Because she wasn't putting up with that shit. Gotcha. So gotcha. Put some training it was, it was wheels on. Learning. Yeah, she did. She did. Uh-huh. We were riding down the street. She was right back there. Like, go, go, go. So we go back to her room after taking the tequila shots. Mm -hmm. And at the time, my drink of choice, this shows you how young I was when I say this, uh, was vodka Red Bull. Oh,
0: okay. I would have met you with the vodka cranberry at that age. So I I understand. Okay,
1: great. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. So from the tequila shots, we go to her cabin. And I started drinking vodka Red Bull. Okay. So now we're about 30 minutes to show time. Okay. She is on stage because she was, she was actually one of the singers on the ship. So the (laughs) show starts with the singers doing like some seven music and they're, and so we're backstage, we're about to come on and start the party. So we're backstage on the bridge and I'm looking on, I see all these people and I look, I remember looking at my coworker and I was like, Dario, I'm fucked up. Yeah. He was like, how fucked up? Last cruise fucked up. That used to to just be a thing we would say. Like, are you last cruise fucked up? Okay. That's like, I'm not coming back. Balls to the wall. What can you do to me in the middle of the water? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we run out on stage. I'm doing my thing. And there's a moment. And you have to forgive me because parts of this story were relayed to me. Gotcha. (laughs) If you get my drift. I sure do. There was just a moment. Where the alcohol just kind of switched my head and my mm-hmm. brain off, and I was—I remember hosting the party and '70s night and Saturday right. night fever and all this and that. Then immediately at the end of the party, so we would always end the party with what is it called—the the the, the, the cha cha line, where it's like everybody oh, uh, following each other. It's the uh, conga um, line or something. Conga line, conga line. Yes. yeah, that that. Now I'm getting I'm getting old. I can't remember what it's called. So okay. we end with the conga line mm-hmm. with the guests. And then we usually go backstage. We, you know, go back and, you know, do our thing. We're done. Not that day. As the conga line was going on, I snatched the mic. I run down to where the guests are. And yeah. production is freaking out. They're like, what is she doing? Like, tell her to bring the mic back. Like, what is she doing? And I'm just like, this is my last cruise, y'all. Like, let's turn up. I jumped yes. in front of the conga line. I walked the conga line through the cruise ship into the casino. So in a cruise ship, there's all these kind of secret doors and, uh-huh. and walkways and things to get to different, you know, areas of the ship. Stairs um, we and stuff too, we right? Titanic. Right. We're in the casino and I look over and I see the audio guys coming into the casino trying to come for me. And I immediately turned into Jack Dawson and I was like, <laughs> Cal is chasing me. I need to run. So yes. I'm running now. I'm like, fuck the conga line. I'm literally in my mind running from my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Running from these guys. I end up in the nightclub. Mike's still on me. So they can hear it's a hot <laughs> where mic. where I'm at. <laughs> it's going through the promenade of the cruise ship. I'm in the, I'm in the club. The DJ at the time, DJ Jose of the of the nightclub. I'm like, DJ Jose, they're after me. To this day, I have friends from the cruise ship. And when they hit me up, they're like, DJ Jose, they're after me. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Uh, you could have stopped me from doing that. So I'm in the nightclub. I'm in the DJ booth because in my mind, I'm like, they can't get me in here because nobody's supposed to go in the DJ booth. I'm protected in this DJ booth. Yes. I take more shots with DJ Jose Mm -mm. of tequila. So Mm -hmm. we start with tequila. We have vodka, Red Bull, and then some more. It's a sandwich. More shots. Audio guys come. I threw the mic at the audio guy and I said, just take it. Don't take me. And I went running off again. (laughs) Mind you, party still going on. Crew is still trying to figure out where I'm at because I never signed out of the party. I just yeah. kind of ran down into the crowd and disappeared into the abyss. You bounced. Now the girl I'm dating, something gave me enough wherewithal because I ended up running through the ship down into my cabin. Now the cabin is kind of like below deck, mm-hmm. kind of where the, um, where the staff cabins are, what have you. I run into my cabin, but something, for some reason I put the latch on the door, like, you know, like to yes. keep the door from locking. Uh-huh. Don't know why I ran into my cabin. Next thing I remember, literally, is the girl I'm dating waking me up in the morning. Now, that's not where we're going to end the story because this is where the juice happens. So (laughs) I leave the latch on the cabin. I ran to my bed and passed out face down. Okay, face down, passed out. Now, we're all grown here, so your viewers should be okay with this. They're good. I was on my period at the Mm -hmm. time. The girl I was dating is looking for me all over the ship. She's like, let me go to her cabin and see if she's in there. Yeah. She goes into the cabin. She sees me laying there. She knows I'm on my period. Now you tell me this is love or not. I will. She starts making sure I'm cleaned up and Mm -hmm. changes me. Changes My tampon and puts a pad on in case I bleed through in the moment of being passed the fuck out on my bed. To this day, I don't know that I would do all that for someone. Yeah. But I appreciate that that was done for me. Absolutely. So as she's changing my tampon, my roommate walked in. Ooh. My roommate at the time. Now we're talking about Kalia. I'm in my early 20s at this Uh moment. My roommate to me is an old lady because she's like 32. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> at the time. Yeah,
0: I know. And, I know. She,
1: and, and she's British. So I'm just like, you know, in my mind, she's an old prude. As I'm being changed, my roommate walks in and she was like, she thought that the girl was giving me head and she was interrupting. Because I guess the way she walked in, like the girl's on her knees and she's just yeah. down there. And I'm just like, uh. so yeah. she assumed that the business went down. So she walked in and she was like, oh, shite, you know, and slams the door closed because she thought we were fucking she goes off into the abyss wherever she was for the rest of the night the next morning i wake up i am in pajamas Mm -hmm. head to toe i'm in my bed don't really understand how i got there don't really know what happened my roommate's not there the girl that i'm talking to is not there none of that so i kind of get myself together you know, I knock on the girl that I was dating. I knock on her door. I'm uh-huh. like, you know, what happened? She explains everything to me. Okay. Tells me what 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 happened, all this and that. I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, I need to find, you know, I was like, have you seen Jules? That was my roommate. I was like, have you seen Jules? And she was like, she walked in and, and then she slammed the door. I don't, I don't know what's going on with her. I'm like, yeah. all right, so I, let me make sure she's good. So I find Jules and I'm like, hey, are you good? And she was like, you had a good night, huh? I was like, I guess. I was like, yeah, I mean, I got fucked up last night. You know, no big deal. And she was like, yeah. well, I walked in and Mary was, and I was like, Mary was what? And she was like, y'all were, I was like, Jules, I don't think, I was like, I'm almost certain I didn't have sex last night. And she was like, Lee, I walked in and like, you were getting ate out, legit. So then I'm like, Mary, like, did you <laughs> take me? last night. <laughs> like, like what, like what's happening? Like, I'm a, I'm, I don't know if I'm okay with it, but, but you know, this is pre me too. So like, yes. I have nothing to fall back on. So I am no, no, like, Are no. you, what happened? Could you just let like, me know no. for my psyche? <laughs> right. The light bulb goes off in her head and she's like, Oh, it makes sense. She's like, I was changing your tampon. And then I was like, wait, what? Cause I, I this whole time I'm not even realizing that any yes. of that has happened. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? She was like, yeah, I changed your tampon. I put your pad on. I was changing your clothes. She walked in as I was changing your tampon. And she must have thought something was going on. That's why she left. And I'm just like, we're getting married.
0: Yeah. I love, I you. love you. Yeah.
1: And because she was an older woman, you know, she was like, You're a cruise ship, babe. Yeah, no. When we get back, we're not gonna even know each other. Relax, but that's my story.
0: Wow, Bullshit. um, well, wow, 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 yeah. wow, is all I have to say. <laughs> um, and but that's not all I have to say. I actually have a lot okay. of Cruise questions and questions about the story. Before I got on with you, I was just talking with my roommate because our friend is going on a cruise in a few days. He's leaving for a year, going back to a cruise that he worked on. And we were both, yeah, we were both saying how we wanted to go. We're like, we have to go, we have to go. Because I myself love cruises, but that can be an unpopular opinion sometimes. I'm here for it. Yeah. One thing I want to say that's really cool is you did the Mediterranean. So you weren't doing any of the Caribbean islands.
1: So I started, we started in the Caribbean. I actually joined the ship in a, in a very kind of interesting time. So I joined in December mm-hmm. of 2010. So in December, we were doing three and five day cruises based out of the Caribbean. So we were in Fort Lauderdale and we were kind of uh, teetering from like Cozumel, Mexico, Bahamas, Cayman Islands. There was a portion of Haiti that we went to wow. kind of, you know, Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, just throughout the Caribbean. In about May of 2011, we did what they call the crossing. So we we did an actual cruise to our new port Mm -hmm. in the Mediterranean. um, And that was actually a two-week cruise. It was a 14-day cruise, uh, the crossing from Fort Lauderdale to the actual port that Rome operates out of is called yeah. Civitavecchia. That's where we're based out of Chivi. And of course, along the way, like we stopped at different places like Palma de Mallorca, Spanish islands. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through the Strait of Gibraltar. That, to be honest, was probably one of the coolest cruises for me. Like when I'm doing the three day and five day, like I've been to all these places. So it's like, at this point, I'm just getting off the ship to get some Wi Fi. you know, yeah, to get some yeah. good food. Like the, you know, the, the fun stuff, we've done that. And so what the cool thing was about this 14-day crossing from Florida to Europe was just kind of the little stops we made along the way that I mm-hmm. knew nine times out of 10, we wouldn't be going back to those places. So yeah. it kind of made it, you know, more special. It was it was interesting. Yeah. And then once we got to Rome, we had, it was our, it was a seven-day kind of rotation of where we would go. We had uh, some spots in Sicily. We would go to Turkey, uh, different places like that. There was a moment where we were actually over there because this was like 2011, 2012, Uh where there was a lot of civil unrest going on in Athens uh, because we did have a spot in Athens. And there was a moment. Yeah. I mean, it got bad. Uh, Tourists were being attacked. Tour buses were being pushed over. Because I was going to these places week after week, you get to know people. Yeah. And the first time we were there, we uh, Mary and I, we met a taxi driver and we gave him like 200 bucks. We we're like, please just just be with us for the day until we have to go back to the ship. We don't know. You know, we're not in America anymore. We're not in the Caribbean. Yeah. So he was cool. So at, and that and he ended up being our guy every time we got to Athens. He would just pick us up and we he would was you know, chill. With you. Him. His, yeah. name was Dion- his name was Dionysus on top of that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dionysus? but to have
0: a name like that and to
1: meet him in
0: Greece is wild.
1: Cool as hell. Like he would go to the beach with us. Best KFC I ever had in my life. He took me to KFC. He literally said, he said, do you want American food? And I was like, sure. Whatever, whatever you call American food, Dionysus, take me. He takes me to KFC the best damn KFC I've ever had in my life
0: yeah I don't know
1: what is in the chickens in Athens it's different or what is isn't? or what isn't in them <laughs> I should say so as I'm kind of talking to him in the car he's talking to us and we're talking about the situation that's going on in Greece yeah and he was like oh what's a low wage in America so we were kind of thinking, oh, you know, minimum wage, you know, seven bucks an hour, uh, you know, you know, we kind of added up, oh, this much a week, this much a month, you know, that's a low wage in America. He was like, oh, okay. He was like, well, what's going on here is the average person in Athens. He was like the average Greek gets paid about 600 euro a month. He said the average rent here is 500 euro. We're not mm. talking about utilities. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about food. And we're not right. talking about, I mean, excuse me, people are allowed to just go out and have a good time. You're yes, not working yes. just to pay rent. You're. You're not. We're not talking about any of those expenses. And he was like, so people, which I completely understand, are getting frustrated with the fact that these tourists are coming in here and literally pouring millions of euro a day into this place it's all going into the abyss. So he was like, that's what's going on. You know, that's why, you know, people were getting uncomfortable. And I can attest to that because as an employee, you know, when you go on a cruise ship, you know, you can sign up for excursions and like all this type of stuff, you know, on on the land. Mm -hmm. And as an employee, at least in Europe, we could go on the excursions for free as long as we were a head counter. All we had to do was just make sure we had the same amount of people, you know, whatever. So once we got to Europe, I'm like, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I went on a lot of excursions yeah. for free. Like, when when is that gonna happen again? Jamaica is right here. I want to see what the fuck going on in Europe.
0: Yes, yes, so. Yes.
1: I would go on these excursions and then you find out that these families, you, you know, you have a family of four, a family of five, hell, even a couple. These excursions were like fifteen to $2,000 a person. Yeah. If I'm looking at a, a family of four, that's $8,000 right there. This tour bus is full and you got these people trying to live off of 100 euro a month. Yeah, they're upset. They're frustrated. So there were times where there were a few times where we actually had to divert our course we didn't go to Athens because it was it got that a hostile. little dangerous uh, yeah. we ended up going to a place called Malta. yeah but the good thing with that was we went to a place that I'd never even heard of before uh called Malta uh-huh. which was gorgeous it was like the whole island was like a castle like wow. cobblestone roads though I was waiting for you know somebody to bust out the window like there goes that girl there <laughs> is
0: the beach you took like. me there too because when you said cobblestone, I immediately was picturing Beauty and the Beast. Immediately. I yeah. was like, this sounds like very fairy tale esque. That's yeah. great, though. Like, people don't understand with cruise jobs, and I mean, myself included, I've never had a job on a cruise, but yeah. I just can imagine the amount of traveling you get to do in such a short amount of time, and then you become yeah. a little seasoned in the traveling. Like you said, you had a guy that would pick you up, you, and I'm sure that wasn't yeah. the only place where you had made connections. It is crazy. Cruises can um, be very expensive, and the yes. uh, excursion part of it, so I, I've i gone on two cruises myself. One was a seven-day with Carnival the excursions being from New York, we were kind of like, we don't need to buy these on the boat. So we would never book an excursion ahead of time. And we would always just pick the ex- excursion we wanted to do and then go speak to the person who worked on the island who was leading the excursion. And right. we're like, what can we give you? I
1: and heard the hell that, out of that.
0: That was good. Sometimes it worked out. It was like 100% great. And then other times it would be like, nah, yeah, we can't fit you in. We can't do. And so we'd have to like figure out something to do. So it was a roll of the dice. That's a still like that. I yeah. love that. Yeah,
1: it was fun. What's crazy is, once we got into European waters, yeah, our upper deck. So we had the pool deck, and there was like a top top deck. Uh-huh. And it was a nude deck. Once we got into European waters, it was oh. nude. Me in my young 20s. Yeah. Was excited about this. I'm like, oh snap. Like, we about to see like titties, dick, everything. Yeah, everything. I can't everything. wait. But to the young people watching, I hate to say it. When you hear nude beach, nude deck, these are not playboy models and ladies these are not chippendale dancers lowest age 65 letting it hang you understand me that was my first time i had seen an old vagina gray vagina hair the second again, wild night <laughs> again i'm i'm
0: so on the same page with you right now because when i was in st martin we went to a nude beach, and I was like, I'm ready. Let's see them dicks." Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was not the case. And we are not body shaming. No. Yeah, nothing, no. nothing like that. That's not the case. We are just making clear your expectations for a nude beach. Yeah,
1: because well, nobody let us know. Because you got to understand, like, yeah, I don't we're know if this part's in the podcast, but we're, we're, we're early 90s babies. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. When nude beaches and things like that were advertised to us through the Fresh Prince or yes. Saved by the Bell or whatever. They were always super sexy people. Yeah. So we're like, oh, these nude beaches, not that, and everybody is sexy. Everybody's sexy. Oh, wait, I, <laughs> I just wasn't ready for the geriatric sexy. Quell your
0: expectations. I wasn't ready for that. Go into a nude beach with zero expectations and a lot of sunblock. Right. <laughs> That's what right, I'll say. Right.
1: And, then, and then, to be honest, don't be the creep. Because yes. honestly, people are there chilling. People are literally just chilling
0: yeah just chilling let's just talk about you a little bit as a person and an entertainer okay yeah um so you are a stand-up but you're also yeah you know you dabble in acting you're and it's not just uh, this is not a one horse this is not a one pony show you you do it all yeah
1: a- yeah actually i i mean that's my heart is an acting yeah. stand-up is actually the, the thing that i kind of was like okay I'll try it. Yeah. And here I am 10 years into stand-up now. I love acting. Um, I've done a few things here and there. Yeah. Um, my first recurring role, there was a show on the CW for a while called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I was on on the final season of that. Um, I've done a few things and I love it. Yeah. And it's funny because most of my acting credits are dramatic. Comedic acting, you know, out of, maybe out of seven or eight shows, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was a comedy, but it's not even like like my character, her story, was that wasn't her thing. Right. So I've maybe done like two comedic roles, like a lot of it's been dramatic, but when I, my school, when I went to Clark Atlanta, my degree is in theater. That's where my heart is, for that's real. That's where your passion yeah. lies. Yeah, that's
0: what my degree's into in, in oh, theater. Yeah. A lot of, And this is a conversation I do hear comedians have, but comedic actors are untapped a lot of the time for dramatic Mm -hmm. work. And that's not the Mm -hmm. case with you, but a lot of comedic actors are underused in dramatic work.
1: There's a couple things to that. Number one, you have to talk to your agent. Your mm-hmm. agent needs to know kind of what your focus is and and and, and 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 what you want to get out of whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. I was fortunate enough. I started booking a lot of roles before stand-up really took off for me. I mean, I had been doing stand-up for a while, yes, but at the time the manager that I had met me in an acting class. Yeah, She didn't even know I was a stand-up comedian. So that's kind of where I lucked out. In other words, so she was already, once we linked up and got together, that was the path she was looking at for me. To be honest, when I told her I was a comedian, she almost kind of downplayed the standup because all she had seen was me in acting class, delivering monologues, doing dramatic scenes. And she's like, you're a standup. Yeah, sure. Everybody in LA is a standup comedian. Gotcha. But we're going to book you on these shows. I think it's just about having a healthy balance. Like right now, one of the conversations that I have with my agent, and it's funny because it's kind of the reason that like a lot of the stuff that's happening with me now in standup, I could have easily been doing five years ago. Okay. But at that time, I was too scared, honestly. I was scared to get so good at stand-up that people would forget that I was an actor. Yeah,
0: because that's where your passion was, yeah.
1: And I wasn't mature enough to figure out how to balance the two. At this point, I know how to do both. And when one is hot, one is cold. When one is cold, one is hot. So they, they kind of, they both serve me. But you have to kind of get to that point. But I just make sure that, you know, the materials I put out, the things of that nature, as far as dramatic, you know, they are just that. Because I think one of the gifts and curses about people, if people know you're a stand-up comedian before they see your dramatic work, it's hard to see you in that dramatic work. For instance, I mean, when we've seen Jim Carrey in some of his serious roles, oh. when when Marlon Wayans played in Respect, Like Mm -hmm. when we see these different people, you know, you're looking at it like, I want to laugh. Is it funny? I don't, I don't know. It's not funny. This is a dramatic role, but we're preconditioned. When we see Dave Chappelle, you know, when he does one off, you know, serious roles, it throws people like they're waiting for the punchline. But it's like there isn't one. He's not here for that. So you just have to make your intentions clear, especially like when it comes to dramatic stuff. It's almost like I, I have to go 11 out of 10 to let you know that I, this is not a joke. You know, I've been at show. If Kevin Hart walks out on stage, he's like, Hey, Hollywood, what's up? People are like, Ah! Ha, ha. Yeah, they're like, excited. He just said, What's up? That, yeah. That's not a joke. He said, What's yeah. up? But they're used to that. So they're like, Well, let's just laugh because he's funny, right? Yeah. Sure. But that wasn't a joke. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kevin Hart what was the. The Netflix series he just dropped, True Story, with Wesley oh, Snipes. yeah, that did no, that happen? I'm not about that. <laughs> like, you watch it? By the way, like I'm not going near Kevin for a while after that. I'm saying but, was that uh, a like, <laughs> my God, that was, like, but that was like watching it. You're like this, this, this could this. I could see this. <laughs> this yeah. I could see this. Happening. I was a little like a like, like, thousand percent. My man <laughs> is, conf- is he it right, off after right. like three we... episodes
0: because it was a little too real for me
1: it's like you know i'm sure people were watching that waiting for the joke to drop and it's yeah. like no he's this is his dramatic you know yeah, what have you so old. But I like it because it almost just, it just really shows my duality as well. Yeah. You know, that I really, it really does separate the two for me. So I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for that, that. for sure.
0: Is there somebody that you are just dying to share the screen with and a stand-up that you're dying to go on tour
1: with? Wow. Okay. I'm about to go there. It's going to get real. And people, if, if I have any supporters that are watching this and, and they've heard me before, you've heard this, and it just is what it is because you're going to hear it again. Mm-hmm, um, hear it. My muse for my career is Be Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love her. I've loved her since I was a little girl, Yeah. mainly because watching her on screen in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, Sister Act, Eddie, like all these little fun movies, She was never the woman that little boys are going to have a, you know, a poster on their wall, you know, jacking off. Yeah. But she was a killer. Yeah. And she entered the scene at a time where if you were going to be a Black woman, you had better be that bombshell or we don't want nothing to do with you. I mean, we're getting better, but that's definitely where she was at the time. I just think that that is so... Admirable. I mean, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg is, is literally everything to me. And the thing is, she's the one because growing up, I always wanted to be a comedic actor because of her. Yeah. I didn't want to be a stand-up. And and what I try to explain to people is by the time I was old enough to understand who Eddie Murphy was, mm-hmm. who Whoopi Goldberg was, who Martin Lawrence was, they weren't doing stand-up anymore. Right. They were they were well into their acting bag. Martin was on his show. Yeah. You know, Eddie was doing his movies. Whoopi was doing her movies. Now, now, of course, I know that that stemmed from their stand-up careers. Right. I know that now. I knew that as I got older. But as a kid, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing these people, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to make people laugh, you know, in a movie. I want to make people laugh on a TV show. So that has always, always been my goal. I just think she's a class fact. She's so damn accomplished. I mean, yeah. she, you know, out. I mean, outside of the fact that she's an EGOT, which is insane like whoopie has her hands and everything i mean to go from broadway to tv to film barbara walters handed her the view barbara walters is the shit yeah you know i have literally it doesn't even hit you but it's like i've been watching the view my whole life I, i'm from rosie o'donnell yeah. you know what i'm saying so you know but Whoopi's just always and she's so smart mm-hmm. and so i just i don't i just really i admire her just for being her and the craft only pre social media pre you know bbls and all this and that She's like, this is what I'm giving you. And this is what it is. Now, of course, as I got older and I learned about her stand-up journey, I mean, it just got better. You know I mean? She was doing one woman shows in Santa Barbara of all places. Let me tell you, Santa Barbara in the eighties, I can only imagine the Santa Barbara in 2022 is very white, you know, and then to go up there, her thoughts, her, her choices, her decisions, their conscious decisions that she made that worked out for her in the long run. Um, So that's somebody I would love to work with, be in a room with would you like coffee? You know, I I don't care. That's probably the one person if, when I meet her, I will have to take a moment. Yeah. Because this is literally someone that I've been looking at, probably the only other woman that I've looked at the same regards as my mother. And I definitely mean that. I can definitely, uh, hear the passion behind you when you talk about her. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think the other, as far as it now, and I mean, she, crosses, obviously crosses platforms from comedy to acting. Uh, But if we're just sticking with acting, uh, someone that I love... Now, don't get me wrong, and and Black folk don't jump on me about this because I love my Angela Bassett's, my Nia Long's, Mm -hmm. my Regina King. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about people who've touched me throughout my career and the reasons. And Angelina Jolie.
0: Okay.
1: I would love to work with i love angelina jolie she is probably my favorite actress of yeah. all time and again i'm 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 separating her and her and we are two different categories to me and yeah. this is what's funny is i've always liked angelina jolie don't get me wrong always mm-hmm. loved her but it wasn't until i was on the cruise ship that I really was like, damn, this woman is something else. The guests don't usually watch TV because you guys are having a good time. Yeah. But I lived there. So it's like, you know, I'm chilling. You know, I'm watching TV at this point. Because like when you live there, you done souped it up. We done bought a TV. You know, we do our thing. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is cruise ship TV is just like hotel TV. You only get a few channels and everything is on a loop. Mm -hmm. So uh, because it's not like there's cable, you know? Yeah. So when we were in Europe, obviously out of let's say we had 20 channels 15 of them were in Italian mm-hmm. or Spanish or something like that and we had maybe three or four channels in English there were a few things that I discovered that way because I could only you know watch the stuff that I understood right. one of the movies that I ended up watching uh on the loop and it was like one of those I would watch it and I would have to leave to go host thing or to go do something and from coming back and forth to the room, I ended up seeing the whole movie. Right. But Goodfellas, I slept on that. Goodfellas is an amazing movie. Okay. Watched it for the first time on the cruise ship. Loved it. And probably would have never watched it had it not been like, this is the only thing in English to watch. Yeah. Loved that movie. But uh, we got, we had entertainment, uh, you know, the E! Channel, Entertainment, oh, entertainment? Tonight yeah. or what have you. Yeah. So we're watching that. And they're doing true Hollywood story, Angelina Jolie. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it. And she had this quote that sticks with me to this day. And they were asking her like, you know, how do you play all these different kids? Cause you know, Angelina, like, her characters are often nothing alike. Like no, she will go not. from, you know, girl interrupted to maleficent to, to Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith to mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. None of her characters are alike. So it's like you can't typecast her because no. she's shown us that she can do everything. She's she very can get ugly, yeah. she can be pretty, all of that. And what she told the um interviewer, and she was like, well, that's easy. She was like, every character that I play is already in me. She says that character is me with every other part of me stripped away. So all I have to do, like when I'm being Maleficent, I just have to strip away everything else. I'm not a mom. You know, I'm not a Tomb Raider. I'm not Brad's wife at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not this. I'm not any of that. I'm just this evil witch who wants to kill Snow White. That's it. When I'm doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm not a girlfriend. I'm not a this. I'm not a that. I'm I'm a secret agent who will fuck Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like It's like that line really resonated with me because it's one of those things like when you hear it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense, but you don't really think about that. It's like when you're trying to dig into a character, when you're trying to dig into a role, you're often like, what can I give this character? You know, I gotta put this into her. What's her backstory? It's like, her backstory is your backstory. Yeah, keep it simple. Every character that I'm ever gonna play is already here. Mm. I just have to take Kalia McNeil out of it. Mm -hmm. Once I take Kalia McNeil out of the equation and only focus on this character, Then I'm great. And I love that approach. And then to hear her say that everything that she had done prior to made sense. Well, that's why she's such a fucking beast. But then Angelina is also extremely misunderstood because she, at least in her younger years, uh, was a method actor to a fault. I don't know if you remember the movie back in the day, Girl Interrupted.
0: Of course, of course. For those
1: who haven't seen it, watch Girl Interrupted. Now, this was the thing. This was 90s. This was 90s. Winona Ryder. This was supposed to be just another big Winona Ryder film. Whoopi Goldberg was also in it. Brittany Murphy was yep. in it. And Angelina Jolie. Now, I mentioned it like that for a reason because that's how it was promoted. Winona Ryder, Whoopi Goldberg, Brittany yeah. Murphy, Angelina Jolie, and da 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 da. You yeah, can yeah. just other people who we've seen before but we didn't know didn't really care about at the time angelina jolie was just john voight's crazy daughter yep nobody cared about her she took that role and it's crazy because now when you think of girl interrupted you don't think about winona ryder no you think about angelina jolie and it's because of what she put into that performance do you know to book that role for those who don't know girl interrupted is about uh, a group of women in an insane asylum in the 60s. So we all know how amazing psychiatric care is in the United States of America. It was even better in the 60s. That's sarcasm for those who didn't catch on. post lobotomy times, okay? They have these women in this facility. Angelina, in order to get in character for the role, do you know she committed herself to a mental institution? Now, where it fucked up was when you commit yourself, you can't just pull yourself out. They have to deem you safe enough to be pulled out. Now, when she committed herself, again, as a method actor, it's not like she went up there and was like, yeah, I got this role in this movie. I want to see what you know, how like. things operate. She just committed herself and ended up being stuck there for something like a month because she couldn't get out. It took the director and other people involved with the production to let them know what was going on for them to release her. Because I thought she was crazy. She didn't have the name traction either at that point. Exactly. She yeah. Would, she didn't have that to find out that she was that committed. Because that, I mean, you you hear it, you see it. I know we do all these funny TikToks now, fuck with people in public. But that shit is not easy.
0: Uh, When I think of that movie, actually, um, I think of it pretty often because I eat rotisserie chicken a lot. I always buy rotisserie. Uh, (laughs) Is it under your bed? It's not under my bed. uh, But, you know, I'm not opposed. You know, I'm not opposed. I get hungry in the middle of the night. Yeah. What a tragic story. (laughs) I know. I know. And I, but I'll like get home and instead I'll be so hungry that I'll just be like eating it before I even make dinner. And it's just so Brittany Murphy and girl interrupted.
1: (laughs) No, dead ass. Listen, listen. The the $4.99 rotisserie chicken at the grocery store, keep it. Keep Keep it. it. You can do what you want. Put me back on lockdown, make a mask mandate, boost me, whatever. Give me the $4.99. You mean that chicken. $5.99 at most. I paid $7.99. $7. We
0: went up from $6.99 to $7.99, but then I took it. I had someone over last night, and I made them dinner, and I, like, yeah. put it in the oven. I was like, just so you know, we're having rotisserie chicken, but I put it in the oven. I'll keep it real. I'll have the plastic box right there. It still was fucking good. It was
1: so good. I- I have remixed a rotisserie chicken into so many meals. I've made salad, <laughs> tacos. Yep. <laughs> I've had I've had so many broke LA moments to this mm-hmm. day. Like, if I were to bring a rotisserie chicken in here, Rolo would lose his shit because he there there were days where I'm I'm like, I'm getting this rotisserie chicken, I'm gonna get some this rotisserie chicken's gonna last me a couple of days. Oh, yeah. I know I can chop up some of this chicken breast and Rolo can eat it. Oh, he loves it. A and I'm like, no, 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 that's this was a it's the best.
0: Well, Kalia, I just um, <laughs> feel as though I could talk to you for hours. I, I just you're yeah. wonderful. This has been the best conversation. Thank you so much for sharing that gem of a story with me. Um, it was just uh, great. So I want everyone to go follow Kalia because uh, you know what? You have a really exciting journey ahead and it's just the beginning. So you can go on Thank Instagram you. at whatever Kalia. Or if you want to go to Kalia's website, just go to kaliamcneil.com to see what's Please. up and what's new. And Kalia, thank you so much for this conversation. This was amazing.
1: This was awesome. I hope to do this in person. I, I would love will. To, to physically
0: in New York. Please let me know when you're in New York. I would love to see you in person. Continue this conversation. And Kalia, thank you so much for doing the show. We'll talk soon, all right? Thank you. Yes, Bye.
1: <laughs> is it. That-